Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. I am so far, keep my fingers crossed, I hope you're doing well. So I have the grandkids here, so see what happens. Yeah, I've been thinking about details, 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 details when you're running a game. Because I was thinking about the law of conservation of details, which is a great storytelling device, but sometimes works against you in a game. Some of you GMs probably know where I'm going with this, but in in the movies or TV, even better on TV, you only have so many so much time to develop the story. You have more time in a movie, and you have a more time in a in more time from a movie. You have more time in a comic book. You have more time from a comic book in a, in a regular book. So, what you what the movies and TV do is just concentrate on the important things and the important people. Well, that's nice. I mean, that makes a good story. Sometimes a little predictable, a bit of a predictable story, but it's a story nonetheless. That kind of works against you in a role-playing game. Because how many times has a GM gone into, or rather, had the PCs in a dungeon, they find a room, and he describes some things in the room, and he gives one or two things real detail. Any experienced player will go, aha, this is important. I'm going to check it out. So that kind of thing is not good. I, I, I seem to remember the movie Hunt for Red October where they had one scene early on in the film where the the protocol officer was killed by the cat and says, oh, he had an axe, he slipped in his tee, and he broke his neck. So they're carrying him out, and they happen to pass by right across from the captain's quarters is the kitchen, and they happen to see this cook who's doing something, and they pass by, and they linger on that cook not very long, maybe... Five seconds. But you look at him, and you never get a good look at him throughout the film. You find out, okay, this is a spoiler. You find out he's the guy who's trying to blow up the sub at the end. He's the he's the guy who's, the captain's trying to defect, and he's trying to keep the captain from defecting and giving the U.S. that sub. So... He's the he's the one, and you never get a good look at him. But just that five seconds, you look at him, you go, he's important. He's because movies, movies, TV shows, things like that, they do not dwell very much on the things that are not important to the story. Now, just like a filmmaker who could use this to their advantage, I mean, sometimes it, it just makes things predictable in movies and TV and role-playing games and whatever. But it's just, it's one of those things where you can either tell the outcome of the story or some or close, or you, the person who's telling the story or running the game or directing the film 
can use that to their advantage and try and flip-flop that and possibly maybe put a red herring in there or it wasn't what the, the people thought it was or something like that, like a plot twist. A lot of plot twists I like. There's some I don't like, so a lot of them I like. But, okay, we're getting back to the tabletop. So all characters, all of a, all of a sudden, that's, this is part of the, the, pl- the player character paranoia because they'll, they'll jump on stuff. Not even the not so bright ones will jump on stuff if they've been burned too many times by the game master too. So what are you going to do when you come up with a story and have all these NPCs that are prominent and they're part of the story or something where you want to? Well, you use it to your advantage. That's what you do. What you could do is go in. They walk into a room. Describe like for every one thing you want them to to notice. Describe two more. Now, I'm not saying take forever to do the description, but just enough. I'm saying maybe an extra sentence on the four-poster bed or a a word or two about the dresser or something like that. Also, with NPCs, throw out some NPCs who are there just because they're there. They just happen to bump into them. They may get information or they may, they may not. This is what rumor tables are for in modules because half those rumors are not are false. They're false. They're not true. And that's basically to throw off the, the players. And the nice thing about being a GM is every once in a while you can make it true. So it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a direction thing. It's a... As as the GM, you're directing the player's attention. You are. I mean, yes, they're looking at stuff, but they come to you for information. So you direct them to what it is, and you can you can do all the stuff the film people do. You can put red herrings in there. You can put a little extra description of that barrel of fish over there that has nothing to do with the story. And the funny thing is, maybe later on it does. I've seen people do that too. Watch, watch the usual suspects. Everything he, yeah, everything. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a mind twist. It's a brain twist, and you can do that to your players. I wouldn't do it a whole lot. After a while, they're just going to be, they're just going to be waiting for you to describe something. And if you keep doing it on and off and on and off, they're going to become really. They, they don't even want to go out. They wouldn't even want to go out of their house. I've seen that happen too. You know, he's going to just throw this guy. Yeah. Oh, wow, that trash guy over there. He told me his name was Bob, and he lives as, in down the street here. He must be important. Well, Bob may be important. My, Bob may be nobody. He's just talking. And he talk, if you, you know, some of these characters, if you talk to them the right way, you may get some information out, but for the most part, they're just extras. They're just people who live around the area. Now, Bob could also be the trash man who hauls the trash away from the main bad guy's residence. So that that's some information there. You might want to not talk to Bob at length, but if he says something like that, you might want to go pick through the bad guy's trash some night or something like that. That may give you a clue to whatever the heck you're doing in that plot. So it's all a matter of direction. It's all a matter of what you want to say, what you want to gloss over. While, you know, the conservation of detail thing is 
the whole logic is because they're on a time limit. You have an hour show, you have a half hour show, you have a two hour movie, hour and a half movie, whatever. So they're on a time limit, so they've got to figure, and, and the better directors can creatively do that and still keep you interested, still keep you, and still not have that happen. But, and you can learn a few tricks like that. Now, as a, in a game, you don't have that time limit. Well, I say that it's partially true. You have several sessions. You may have a time limit on the session itself, but that doesn't mean you have to. If you're a regular, your group meets regularly, that doesn't mean you have to. You have to keep it. You know, you you don't have to. You don't have to solve it the same night. You don't have that kind of thing. You can stretch it out to three or four sessions. But like I said, so you have the luxury. That's why I like building story frameworks. I'm, I always say that. That's why I like building story frameworks. Imagination. No, story frameworks to hang scenes on and things like that because you can look at one scene and go, hmm, you know, there's a charwoman over there. You know what? Should I give her some information? Nah, they're going to get it looking through the files of the, ma- the mayor's office there. Let's just put it in there and talk to them. Maybe she'll let him in after hours. Maybe she'll talk to him for a few minutes and nothing. Or or they're just trying to avoid her. You know, they're trying to break in and she's in there. But she has really has not much at all to do with the plot, but she's there. And if you do that, if you interact with the characters a little or something like that, that will keep them guessing, that will keep them on their toes and make the game livelier. So, take that bit of information with my blessing, and I'm going to go start my day. So, if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, you can drop me an email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail at Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as, you know the spiel, as little as 99 cents a month, you can support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you, Jonathan and Oliver, again, for supporting my program. I really appreciate it. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.